Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Brian Quatermas. Thank you for having me. You have a new book that was released on March 31st called Murder Boy. Tell us about the book. I do. This is a literary crime pulp satire fiction. <laughs> I love it. That, you own that <laughs> genre. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm the best practitioner of it around. Um, it, it really kind of grew out of my brief foray into a graduate creative writing program. And it's about a disgruntled creative writing student who um, is pushing up against his elitist professor who refuses to sign off on his thesis novel because he thinks crime fiction is beneath literary fiction. And so he does what any good crime fiction student would do when faced with a problem, and he hires a bounty hunter to kidnap his professor. (laughs) Of course. And things don't go well at all. Um, And they don't go well across Detroit and through Toledo and into Niagara Falls and (laughs) and back into Detroit. Now, you have some pretty impressive blurbs for this book. So share with us, if if you would, the the blurb that you got from Laura Lippman. Uh, This one was was great because she – Laura's a great blurber because she's very conscious about making sure that she doesn't do just random comparisons. This is this meets that, or this is another example of a, a great book. So she 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 says it's disturbing in a good way. And she calls it a black comedy with heart, which I think really, really meant a lot to me because I it was a great explanation of, of how I think. I I'm kind of famous online for being dark and sarcastic, but also empathetic and kind of kind of heart, which my my character is. And I've always kind of identified more with the pulp fiction side than noir fiction because I have a sense of joy and optimism and empathy that you don't always get in dark fiction. So that that blurb meant a lot to me for that. And how do you how do you get a this is your first book. How do you get a blurb from Laura Lippman? Um you spend 12 years <laughs> writing horrible unpublishable novels uh-huh. and making friends at conferences and buying people drinks and just genuinely trying to be nice and not be a jerk and then 12 to 13 years later um you start cashing in your favors. <laughs> So you you've been in the publishing world in a, in a variety of different positions for a long time. You've written a lot of short fiction. This is this is just your first full length novel. Uh, correct, the first full length novel I've published. I have four that uh, I previously wrote that will never be seen from. <laughs> so what was it like when you? I'm assuming that you went through the process that all authors go through when you're selling a book. You're, you're querying agents, it, it goes to publishers, and eventually you get a yes. What was that like? <laughs> well, this is actually a – that's what I did with the other four books. Um, sent out 50, 60, 70 query letters, um, got varying le- levels of rejection back. But <laughs> this book was odd because this book is not publishable. It's too short. <laughs> it's too weird. And it's too strange. So, of course, the first person I sent it to accepted it and published it. 
Um, It's a book that I had been stuck on for a very long time. Mm -hmm. It was um, supposed to be kind of an homage to books about writers, but also heist books where there's a big caper, an Elmore Leonard type thing Uh at the end. And so I was stuck at about three quarters of the way and I couldn't pull the caper off. And so I was working on it, working on it, and finally just killed everybody and ended it right there and felt really good about it. Mm -hmm. So I went back through just on a lark. um, I'd seen kind of novellas really becoming popular. So I'm thinking, well, maybe I can just trim this down and get it to be a nice novella and publish it online. So I started trimming, cutting, got it to where I liked it, which is about 55,000 words. And realized that it was too long for a novella, it was way too long for uh, a short story, and it was way too short for a novel. So I just kind of put it away and started thinking about what I'd like to write next. Well, a friend of mine, again, (laughs) it all comes back to friends and Mm -hmm. connections, and another person I had known for about 12 years had just started his own publishing company where he was um, really focusing on digital digital first publishing. And I thought, ah, you know, a 55,000 word novel would probably be a pretty good ebook size because you could sell it cheap. People wouldn't feel cheated if they spent $25 for something that was 200 pages. Mm -hmm. So I sent him an email. He responded very quickly asking for some sample chapters, then read the manuscript, loved it, signed me up. And really quickly, we went from the, the submission to uh, to acceptance. And then I was sitting there looking at a digital publishing deal going, hey, this is, this is pretty cool. This is pretty easy. And then through a, a variety of luck and timing and some other friends I had made, I got great blurbs from people like Laura Lippman and Michael Carita and J.T. Ellison. And these were enough to kind of get Jason's um, sales reps excited about maybe doing a a print edition. And this corresponded, again, there's a lot of luck and timing involved in publishing. He was just starting to expand uh, the the list into print. And so pretty quickly, we we were moving the publication date back a year so we could do a a print edition of it. And (laughs) that's where we sit right now with a, a print edition of a book that has absolutely no business being published. Now, you mentioned Elmore Leonard. Elmore Leonard wrote crime fiction. We all know that. Elmore Leonard was a genius. And he was funny. Mm -hmm. And he was in Detroit. So can I make any comparisons? You can, and I'd love that. But (laughs) I actually have a complicated relationship with the the work of Elmore Leonard. Okay. I have a great story about his estate sale I'll get to in a minute. Okay. But I I never – Never read an Elmore Leonard book that was completely 100% satisfying for me. He did so many things great mm-hmm. and so many things wrong. And they were usually in the same book. He, um, he'd, he'd meander a lot. It, it usually took a lot to get into his books, which is why I thought some of the film things like uh, Get Shorty I thought was phenomenal because it got right into the good part of the book. Mm -hmm. And same with Out of Sight and same with Justified. They took the really great stuff that Elmore Leonard did and uh, really kind of isolated it. So (laughs) I'd love to be compared to Elmore Leonard and I'd love to have the career he had um, 
and I hope I can uh, have somebody talking about me 50 years from now complaining about the parts I do wrong. <laughs> All right. Now, <laughs> let, let's wrap up with uh, with one last thing that, that you're doing. You, you're, you're in the middle of a book tour right now, and mm-hmm. you started this process in your hometown uh, before the book was released, uh, hand-selling to bookstores. And you yes. ran into a crime fiction legend that was that, that happened to be one of your favorites. Can you tell that story? Sure. I was at the local indie store in Ann Arbor um, trying to convince them to buy my book and really not making a whole lot of headway. And I felt a tap on my shoulder, and this this guy said, congratulations on, on your first book. That's a, that's a big accomplishment. I used to hand sell my own books when I got started. And... As I turned around, I saw it was Lauren Esselman, the one of the great great figures of of crime fiction and PI fiction, which is kind of how I got into the whole crime fiction field was through guys like him. And you see so many stories of New York and San Francisco and L.A., but for a for a kid from Detroit to be able to see streets I recognized was was really phenomenal. So I was able to to sign a copy of Murder Boy to him and the very first signed copy of a book I've ever given to anybody was to one of my great heroes that, which is kind of a, <laughs> a fun story. That is such a fabulous story. Okay, let let's let's wrap up with uh, what do you like to read? I, I I have a sense that you're a you're a you read a lot of different things. You're not just a crime fiction reader. No, I'm actually <laughs> Laura kind of I had something really funny to say when she looked at my TBR pile one time and it's it's a mix of books with black spines and pink spines <laughs> because I I love dark fiction and noir fiction and hard-boiled fiction but I also I love romance. I actually do most of my editing as as a romance editor. I like light frilly fluffy stories as well and I think you really get a sense of that with with Murder Boy that it's a um it's a book born out of romance and dark fiction. So it's literary pulp Romance, crime fiction, black comedy? Exactly. <laughs> well, the book sounds fantastic. I, I can't thank you enough for being on crimefiction.fm. And thank I hope you. people will check out the book. What's the, what's the best way for people to learn more about the book? Um, go to my website, brianquatermus.com, B-R-Y-O-N-Q-U-E-R-T-E-R-M-O-U-S.com. And I put everything up there, pictures of my kids, pictures of my dog, <laughs> Um, where I'll be on tour, guest blogs, and and funny random. stories about meeting famous writers in bookstores. Exactly. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you are an iTunes listener, please subscribe and give us a rating or a review. Those will help other crime fiction readers find great new books like Murder Boy from Brian Quatermas. Thanks for listening.